I had, going through the book of Proverbs, I had written down a lot of verses, just reading it. And I don't know why, I just felt led to let give those, those words, the certain, my favorite verses of Proverbs. And I call it words from Proverbs. <laughs> kind of catchy, huh? And I believe God is trying to speak to us through his word tonight. Amen. And let's pray first. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for tonight, Father. We thank you for the goodness of Christ. We thank you for your spirit, God, that's here tonight. Lord, I pray for the Holy Spirit to have his way. You want to turn with me to chapter 11 of Proverbs? And we're going to go through a few verses. Amen. Uh, amen. I'm starting to preach, Al. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, God is a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are y'all turn? Are y'all there yet? We're going to go f- just kind of some verses between chapter 11 and chapter 12. But I got to mark, just, just follow along, mark them, read them with me. You know, today we have in the message of the gospel, it's so unbalanced. Amen. And I think that first verse is almost one that I remembered. You know, the Bible is clear about balance. Amen. I don't know about you, but today we don't have balance in the church. I mean, we've we, we got churches that's preaching all love, 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 love. And now we don't have the fear of God no more. We don't have, the, we don't have, we don't have judgment anymore. We don't have to talk about hell anymore. We don't talk about sin. It's only love, love, love. And we've preached God's power and God's judgment right out of the church. We've taken the, the power of God and His Word and what it meant to do in our hearts and we pushed it out because now we're, we're caught up in the love gospel. Don't get me wrong. God is love. Don't think for a minute I'm not telling you that God is... He, God, the foundation of the cross is love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So when you talk about the cross, when you talk about the sacrifice of Christ, it's founded upon the love of God. We were talking the other night when I was talking with Isaac and them on their little program. You know, we, I think many people are confused in the love of God with human love. Come on, somebody. Amen. You know, I have, I have emotions toward my family, and it's natural that the people most close to me, I'm going to love the most. Don't tell me you love, your, love me as much as you love your children. You'd be lying, right? Don't tell me you would do for me as you would do for your children. You would lie in. You know why? Because that's your children. Alvin, go sit on the other side of the church. No longer interrupt. These ladies are told you here to hear the gospel. And when we talk about the power of God, we talk about the love of God, we're talking about a whole lot of other things. Not necessarily neglecting God's love and His mercy. for That's, that's always there. When we come to the place where we have to learn God's word and learn what love is, I think we missed it. Is love just God giving you everything and showing you all the kindness in the world? But is it, is it more than that? Hallelujah. Somebody amen or something. <laughs> A dishonest scale on an unjust scale. You know, you ever seen those little scales they put when you're weighing, especially when you're weighing gold? You weigh it out. Those reasons why they're doing that, they're weighing out, the, 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 uh, they're balancing out the gold or whatever they're weighing, silver or, 
or whatever it might be. You know, if, if somebody was found tipping the scale one way, it was considered thievery. And it was a crime, okay? So when God's scale is out there, if we tipping it more love, 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 and, no, and nothing else, then we're doing an unjust weight. Come on, somebody. Amen. If you start tipping God's scale, hate, 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 or judgment, 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 and not love God, then you're tipping the scale the wrong way. I learned through, as a Christian, and I learned as a preacher, and as a minister, and morally as a Christian, because I started understanding there's something wrong when we're not balancing out our scales. We're not defining God's love in the balance of the scriptures, okay? Because God's love corrects. Ouch. <laughs> God's love chastises. When you're not in the will of God, you will be chastised. When you're not in the will of God, God will deal with you. It's not comfortable. That's the love of God. Because he's trying to draw you back. He's trying to draw you back. A just weight is an abomination. An unjust weight is an abomination to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight, a reward. God takes pleasure, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what the Bible says we ought to do. We ought to rightly divide the word of truth. How many know that there's a balance in Scripture? How many know that God is not just a God of love, but he's a God of judgment? Come on, somebody. I even found a place where he says God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. God hates a lying tongue. God hates a proud look. Listen, that's not my character. That's God's character. And how he feels about sin is not going to change. I know that's hard preaching, but it's the truth. God's love destroyed the flood in the days of Noah. Because God loved mankind enough to, make, to speak to Noah, build that ark. Because I want to preserve life. I want to preserve, I want to preserve my creation. I love my creation. I don't want them to perish. That was the love of God. But it also was God's judgment upon mankind because he had turned his face from him. Amen? Mankind have turned their face. A false balance is an abomination in the sight of God. Okay? If the love of God is what took, the, took Jesus to die on the cross, we don't know in our hearts what that love is about. Do you understand the love of God? <laughs> Do you understand the love of God or you found it? Do you know what the love of God says or what it teaches? A false balance is an abomination in the sight of, sight of the Lord. But a just weight is why God loves to see things balanced. Amen. Come on, somebody. God loves to see things balanced. God loves to see things balanced. When there's not a balance, God is angry. <laughs> when, there's, when we're tipping the scale the wrong way or one way, God is not happy. That, that's the gospel. That's the, that scale is the gospel. You can't teach one way and not teach the other way. You can't, you can't talk about the love of God and not talk about the judgments of God. The Bible says God is angry with sin every day. God takes no pleasure in the wicked. God takes no pleasure in unrighteousness. So you can talk about the love of God all you want. One, it's not going to change God's mind about sin. 
Hallelujah. I like to see things balanced, okay? I like to see things even. And I'm talking about in myself. As a minister, as a Christian, I noticed something right now. that the church, is in, the church in America is out of balance. It's either one way or the other. Let's look at verse 13. Now he's going to start talking about us. Listen. If my life is out of balance, these things are going to be in it. What I mean is, if I'm not pleasing to the Lord, let me show you what it's going to be like. Okay? A talebearer <laughs> reveals secrets. But he who's faithful, has his faithful spirit, conceals the man. What does that mean? Listen, God is not pleased with gossiping. God is not pleased with you, you, you publicizing your neighbor's sins. Or anybody else for that matter. If you're so much in a hurry to tell somebody's sins, why don't you tell your own? <laughs> Come on, I never, I never met nobody who was so eager to tell their own sins. But they were, so, they were quick to blab somebody else's. Come on, somebody. A soft answer turns away strife. Sometimes concealing the matter is the best thing. I'm not saying confront people about sin. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. But what is our heart like? What, what, what is our, do we want to share somebody's faults and sins? Are we so eager to? Listen, God says to conceal a matter sometimes is the best thing. Don't be eager to spill somebody else's life before someone else. It says to conceal a matter is better. And I think it has a lot to do with you. Come on, somebody. It has a lot to do with your heart. Because he's, not, he's speaking to me and you. We want to we be, be anxious to talk about someone else. But we, we don't want to talk about ourselves. <laughs> somebody say amen out or something. <laughs> Oh, boy. I got to hurry me finish with this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 19 says, A righteous man, a righteous, I'm sorry, as righteousness leads to life, so is he who pursues evil. Pursue it to his own death. Now, listen. As a Christian, what are you seeking to do to honor God, right, with your life? You're seeking to honor him in righteousness with your life. But what does evil do? Evil's there for death and destruction. It's there to kill you, to destroy you. Listen, I don't know about you, but we live in an age where, man, I see it all over. I mean, it's bad. It's never been, I, I, I've been a Christian a long time, and I've never seen it as bad as I see it now. There's no honor no more. There's no, there's no, there's no desire for truth. There's no desire for righteousness no more. There's no desire to walk with God no more. A nation that's seeking to, 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 to I make legal every ungodly thing we possibly can name. God hates. The Bible says God hates the shed of innocent blood. Little baby. What's more innocent than a baby? We murdered over 60 million since 1973. That's a whole, that's a whole nation. It's a whole. Come on. 60 million? 
babies were murdered. We've, we, put, we, we legalized gay marriage in this country. Something God hates. God said, don't let a man lie with another man as he lied with a woman. It's an abomination. You know that word abomination? God abhors it. He hates it. But yet, most Americans are going to get up Sunday, go to church, and, and they won't think a second thing about it. God is angry. God, I'm telling you, God is angry. Righteousness exalts a nation, but the Bible says sin is a reproach to any people. We're living in, we're living in times of judgment, and this is coming. You, can, well, you better watch out. You better be sure you're right with God. Because you don't want to be walking with the evil. You don't want to be walking with the ungodly. You want to make sure your mind and your heart is pure before God. Because the devil is having a heyday right now. And judgment of God is coming. You can do what, cry about it all you want. It's not going to stop him. God's a righteous judge. But those that do evil. Amen. Pursue it to their own debt. We live in. In, a bad, in times where it's time for us to get ready. He's coming. He's coming. Verses 22 says. As a, you know, in chapter two, uh, 11 verse 22. As a ring of gold in a swine snout. So is a lovely woman. Who lacks direction. Come on. I'm going to tell you something. Praise God. Right now. The biggest. Sales. Thing. It's not the cars. And vans. And trucks. And houses. It's, it's, it's women. And I don't mean that in a bad way. We have used women so seductively. And commercializing sin in America. I mean you drive the billboards. What, what do you see? And in bikinis and half. Listen you go put on a TV. They, they're, they're shown as. They've been, they've been merchandised. Women are some of the most merchandised. Individuals in this earth. We, we use them as in a seductive way. God is angry at that. Women are to be honored. They are to be respected. Their bodies are to be cherished. Not to be publicized as whores and, and, and prostitutes. That's what, you, that's what you see on television. That's what you see when you turn the TV on. That's what you see when you drive and billboards are stuck up with, you know, women and, and some of the most perverted and wicked ways. God is not happy with it. God is angry. And these are some of the verses that I underlined when I was reading through the book of Proverbs. Things God spoke to me directly. You can see through the book of Proverbs that God is angry. And he's spelling out what sin is. Okay? <coughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I want to look at chapter 12, verses 4. They got some wives in here. They got some widows. But God is calling. And listen, it goes a lot of times through Proverbs, you see God talk about women. 
Come on. And not in, not in, 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 in a negative way, but to show you that God has honored women in his creation. I tell them every day, as a preacher, a woman is set aside for one man for life. Now, listen, I'm not, some of you might have had a rough marriage. Listen, you're not a punching bag. You're not somebody to be uh, walked over. And that's why it angers the heart of God, because you know what? I don't tell somebody, stay there and be beat. If you have a husband that's dishonoring you, discrediting you, and, and shaming you, you don't have to take that. You don't. Because that's not what you was meant to be to that husband or that wife. God is calling us to, me and my wife, listen, I had a little, <laughs> I went, looked for a lawnmower. I wanted to buy for the church. A guy was selling some or fixing some. And me and Boogie pulled up and I said, well, I'm looking for a used lawnmower. I said, I'm a preacher. Oh, man, his hair went up in the back of his head. Oh, he started, man, he said, uh, you're, you're not trying to get Catholics to go over there. I said, I'll take the Catholics if they want to go. <laughs> I said, I'll take them. You're not marrying young women over there, huh? I said, yeah. I said I've been married 39 years to one wife. <laughs> and boy, he went on, on tithing. He went on. on. Look, he came back. Me and me said, I said, I can't believe this guy. I'm just, just checking for a lawnmower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you, got, you could sense such a, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't get angry at him. I, I, I just told him, I, I'm telling you, I'm here, I go, I'm there to preach the gospel. That's what I told him. I'm there to preach about Jesus. I'm there to preach about the cross. And he see he wanted to come back, but he couldn't handle that. <laughs> so, <laughs> me and Boogie just left. I mean, I never saw a guy, I, I've never had it that bad. I mean, I'm just asking for a lawnmower. All I got to tell him is I'm a preacher. But, <laughs> let me go back to what I was preaching. <laughs> Verse 4 says, an excellent wife is a crown to her husband. I got one, praise God. I got a good wife. And I'm not, she don't, I, don't, I say it when she's not around. I wouldn't trade 10 Miss Americas for her. Amen. I'm blessed. And she's, she's the crown of, of me. She, she's, she's there to take care of me and to bless me. She's there to, listen, me and her, we made a, a, a bond that one another is going to take care of each other. <laughs> and we've done it. Man, if I tell you the things that, that happened when I had a surgery in my, in my kidneys and she had to take care of it, and, and when she was going through a rough time, I'd follow her around with a rag, man, just picking blood off of the floor. I mean, people say, oh, come on, I would never do that. That's right, because you're not with God. You have to, I don't care where, where she's going at. Or what she's going through, and she does the same thing for me. Do, is our, are we perfect? No. Do we get in fights? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they call it intensive times of fellowship, Yvette. <laughs> but she is a crown to me, praise God. But she who causes shame is like rottenness to his bone. <laughs> That's a strong verse. He is rottenness to his bone. A wife that causes shame, shame is rottenness to his bone. I tell Boog, I said, you better make sure you marry a Christian boy. 
<laughs> you better make sure you marry somebody born again that loves the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 15. I ain't going to keep you too much longer. I said, I can't know if we can handle that. <laughs> Listen. Verse 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. I don't know about you, but I've met some pretty good idiots. Listen, when, when, when someone is busy defending his way, listen, I ain't got time because I mess up a lot of time in my way. But a fool always has something better. His way. His way is sin. His way is running from God. His way is walking in the ways of the devil. He has, he has all kind of explanations why he sins. Now, come on. All kind of excuses. Uh, I'm telling you. I've met him. I've saw him. I've been around him. Like that man yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I, I prayed for him last night, y'all. I said, I said Lord, help him. <laughs> Hallelujah. A fool's going to seem right in his own eyes. Listen, to be a fool ain't nice. Come on. The fool that says in his heart, there is no God. Bible calls him a fool. A fool that uses so-called intelligence, his intelligence to explain things away, to explain God away, to explain the Holy Spirit, to explain sin away. Preachers do it, eh, Yvette. Mom, they do it. They sit there and make excuses. They will not mention sin. They won't mention God's wrath. They won't even talk about the cross, some of them. Listen, I, I try not to think too much, but that gets me angry, okay? I was watching one the other day, and I was just looking through. He was on TV, and this is his message. I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm even getting younger. I'm wonderful. That's a fool. Because if, if his message is about him, brother Alan, that's a fool. No, he ain't getting younger. Come on. I'm going to tell you something. When you start seeing stuff like that, you find what man's preaching is about today. It's about them. How good their pockets can be full. How they, how, how, I don't want to pick on preachers tonight because it gets me upset. Janice says, stop. <laughs> You know, all I can say sometimes, I'm a rebel. <laughs> Wretched man that I am. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Seriously. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. <laughs> I'm nothing without you. I have no righteousness without you. I have no way without you. I have no hope without you. Now, if you'd have said that, I'd say, well, he's doing good. Hallelujah. Verse 22 says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. What? You know, if you read out of uh, Proverbs chapter 2, I'm going to turn there, but it says, these six things do the Lord hate. It didn't say, it said he hate. It said a proud look, a lying tongue, he that shedded innocent blood, a false witness, which is lying. He must have hated lying. He said it twice. And he that sowed discord among the brethren. 
And I've always said it, you know, it's not the hands. The hands are connected to a body. A body is connected to a heart. What makes that hand, those hands do evil things? Uh, what makes that tongue lie? What makes, the, what makes the shedding of innocent babies happen? They evil a man's heart. Lying lips, God hates. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. What does that mean? That means a man that walks in the truth of God. Those that are honest and pure. And all they want to do with their lives is be a testimony for Jesus. Come on, somebody. A testimony for, the, for Christ. Those things that are God is delighting in. He doesn't delight in fools. He doesn't delight in liars. He doesn't delight in wickedness. He delights in him, in the Lord, and his truths. How many of you get anxiety sometimes? I got a verse for you. <laughs> anxiety in the heart of a man causes it depression. That's what it says in verse 25. I'm sorry, verse 25. Anxiety in the heart of a man or woman causes depression. You know, we all get anxiety. We all got it. We all get fretful. We all get fearful. Come on. You know, that is, that is unhealthy. You know, most people in their grave because of that. It starts with anxiety. It starts with depression. It starts with, it does something to the body. Come on, somebody. It does something to the, to, the, to the being that God made you. It affects your blood. It affects your, it affects your mind. It affects your memory. It affects, it affects everything that you built on. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. But good words make him glad. <laughs> I like that. Good words make you glad. Listen, I come to church because I want to hear good words. Amen. I go with my brothers and sisters and share the gospel because I want to hear good words. I don't want to, you, I don't want to hear something that's going to depress me. Hallelujah. I don't want to hear about the, uh, the politics of life too much no more. I don't want to hear about you know, all that stuff going on. I want to hear good words. Tell me what Jesus can do for me. Tell me how I can live a godly life and a holy life. Tell me how I can have victory in Jesus. Those are good words. Come on, somebody. I never saw so much depression, depression from this last election. I tell you what, man. <laughs> and I was trying to get away from it. I tell you, I, thought, I started turning the TV off. Listen, it's not about who's president. It's about Jesus. It's not about who's going to run this country. Because without Jesus, I don't care if it's Trump or Biden or anybody else. We will not have a godly country unless we get right with God in the church. Hallelujah. We need to understand that we can't let politics bring depression in our life. We can't let things that are happening in this world defeat us. We need good words. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not telling you to ignore or not pray for these people. Listen, be listen to me. I'm not telling you not to vote for who you what is right. But I'm telling you, if this controls our bodies and our minds and our spirits, come on, somebody. I used to learn that years ago, and I told Janice that 
I used to come home aggravated. And I was working all day, and I was just, and you know, I could, I could feel that, my spirit all over the house. Come on, I could feel the, 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 the aggravation. I could feel the anxiety just by me walking in the door. Who's the problem? <laughs> huh? Because it's, 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 not, it's not hard to be angry. I could sit there all day and be angry at what's going on in this world. And we should. I'm not, I'm not telling you to ignore the things of this world. We've got to pray. We ought to be concerned. We ought to be concerned who's going to be president. We ought to, but that should never control us. Bring fear in our lives and depression in our lives. We have to remember Jesus is our life. <coughs> he said to give good words. I got to go to the word. <laughs> I got to go to prayer. I got to go to the Lord when, I, when, I, when I'm feeling full of anxiety. Now, this is a tough one. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to close with this one, all right? The righteous should choose his friends carefully. Now, what's the King James? I'm really not a new King James, okay? My word is a little different. What verse, is it? verse uh, 26. Go ahead and read it, Jan. The King James says, The righteous should choose his friends carefully. He's more wiser than his neighbor. Because if we, the people we hang around with is who we become like. Uh-oh. I said the people we hang around with is who we become like. You hang around church people that love the Lord, you're going to become like them. You hang around ungodly people, you're going to become like them. The Bible warns you, you better choose your friends carefully. You better choose the ones you hang around with. Alvin, I told you that a while ago. You better make sure you know where you're going. Because don't think God don't see it. Don't think he doesn't notice. We're to choose our friends carefully. If you like what the world is saying, then, then I question whether you know God. If you get pleasure in the dirty jokes and you get pleasure in the system of this world and do what they're doing, I doubt if you know God. Because you ought to not want to be around ungodly people that just all they do is pervert and curse and lie and cut each other down. I don't want to be around people like that. I remember one lady years ago. I was, I was trying to encourage her. I said, ain't a nice day. I think it's going to rain. <laughs> Isn't God good? What's good? What, what, what? You know, I could try. <laughs> Everything I would say, it seemed like she wanted negative. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Come on. You think I want to sit around people all day and, oh, it's me. <laughs> oh, it's me. Uh, hell's going to, we're going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, Everything's falling. No, and listen to me. I'm not telling you that you got to face that sometime, but you know what? You can't stay around it. If you're around people that are full of doubt all the time, you could be doubtful. If you're around people that like to hate people, you're going to hate people. If you're around people that lie, you're going to end up lying. <laughs> one more verse. I say that, but I'm going to read this one in, in chapter 13, verse 1. Oh, man, this, this stuff is something else. 
A wise son. Verse 1, chapter 13. And that's going to be it. That's enough for tonight. <laughs> A wise son heeds his father's instruction. But a scornful does not listen to rebuke. Now, I used to, as a young Christian coming up in this church here, I saw some good men. I tell you what, these men that used to be here, that they're going to meet the Lord. I mean, they said some things that, listen, changed my life, Okay. Uh, God has placed people in your life, especially preachers and teachers, to instruct you. Because God is speaking through these men or women to give you a word. And if that word is of God, it's going to change your life. And it's, all, it's not always going to be God loves you and God thinks the world of you and God, God thinks you... The best thing is <laughs> apple pie. <laughs> it's going to be rebuked sometimes. Listen, I've got some rebuke for some, some men of God. I thank God they've done it. I'm telling you the honest truth. Sometimes I didn't understand as a young Christian. And God sent men to speak into my life. And you know what? It changed me because I still carry some of that type of spirit in my heart. I mean, the way they were, the way they, they approach things. And, and I, I, I believe that in all my heart. I, I can still think about things that were said to me that I find myself using today. And some of these brothers have been gone for years. But the word they spoke <laughs> stayed with me. And there's times I have to go back to it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, the, it's like a magnet. It's like something tattooed on the, the flesh of your heart. And I'll never forget it. <laughs> you know, when you're sitting by yourself sometime and you got, God, you, what, what do you want me to do? Well, didn't you see what the preacher said today? Well, not really, God. How many has been in that place? I just went to church, you know, I thought it was, but I didn't pay no attention. I just do it every Sunday. I'm tell you what, if you're not listening tonight, no, you should be here. Because God is trying to give us a word, not only to you, to me. He's given us instructions. I read a few things tonight, you know, about different things. And, and those are instructions to, to, to teach you to walk with Him. Because you're going to get up tomorrow or, or even tonight. You're going to face something. And you got two decisions. You can, you can obey your flesh and be wise in your own eyes. <laughs> or you can obey God and do it right. We as Christians need to live in obedience to God's word. Listen, tonight you're looking at me, but I am not God. <laughs> I'm a messenger, giving a message. 
I am not the message. Come on, somebody. Can't save you. I can't, I can't make you more holy. I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm rest, I got my walk with God just like you got your walk with, you, with God. But thank God there's a preacher in our lives that made a difference. I hope I can do the very same thing that these brothers I told you tonight done for me. Because I'm here tonight because of what they said. The word that God gave them. Listen to me. I feel the Holy Ghost, man. I'm there today still serving God because of these men that did something, Brother Al. And, and stood up with enough guts to stand up and say, this is what God says. I will never forget it. Never. Now, I don't worship these men, but I do honor them. Because I want to be, they were examples, okay? And, I, and, I, and I, until today, I respect them, even though they're gone. Uh, we need to, remember, remember in, 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 especially in the book of Exodus and Leviticus, after Moses had died, Joshua had took over. They always referred back to Moses. <laughs> Notice that? Because <laughs> they remembered Moses. They remembered the teachings of Moses. Moses did miracles in the sight of God. Well, God did miracles in Moses. But they always went back to Moses, the law of Moses. Moses said, you notice that even Christ quoted Moses. And we need as Christians to, to reverence and respect when we get a word from the Lord, from the men of God in our lives. Instructors of righteousness. Structures of righteousness and holiness. I had a dear brother that was dear to me, man. I mean, so I'm with the Lord right now. He, he told me years ago when I, when I was a young preacher just trying to, I don't know, establish myself. <laughs> he gave me a word and I, and I shared it. I shared it with other preachers. He said, Lanny, don't never preach without a way out. My God. <laughs> If you can't lead people out of sin, if you can't lead people to Jesus, if you can't lead, give them the instructions to live for God, don't waste your time. Don't never preach. If you don't intend to preach to bring someone to Christ, you don't intend to preach to bring someone out of sin. He said, don't ever preach without a way out. Give them a way out. Jesus is the way out. My Lord, I feel his presence. We can't preach without, this preaching is not about me, it's about Jesus. Your life is not about you, it's about Jesus. Don't never preach or tell somebody about the Lord without preaching away. Listen, you can go there, God said, this is the law. Give the law, sin, this is sin and that is sin. And, and, and to leave them there, what is that going to do them any good? It's, it's, it's telling them what sin is and leading them out. A wise man, when it souls, these various proverbs say. We, if we're not winning souls or trying to, giving godly instruction, leading people to Jesus, then we're not doing, this, we're not doing the job God called us to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just feel it. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Remember, tonight is a special night. Because we're hearing God's word. 
And God wants us to walk in truth and holiness. The thing about sin is this. There's a great sin forgiver. <laughs> There's a great... Listen, I tell people, wouldn't it be great to... Every sin you've ever committed, be forgiven? From the time you were born to the time now. Every sin you've ever... God's grace is that way. God's mercy. God's forgiveness is that. God don't want you to stay in room. I had a brother tell me the other day. He said, Lenny, I'm starting to understand that God don't want me in thinking about my past sins. No. Why would he want you to dwell on something that he forgave you for, of? And I'm not saying we look in the, in the past and what we lived our lives as, but we should never let that condemn us. Come on, somebody. I like to look back and say, I would never go back there, okay? I don't want to live that life no more. That's all right. But when you start letting your past sin con life condemn you, then you're out of God's mercy. You're, not, you're staying at that altar uh, and just burning the same sacrifice over and over. And you don't want to go to the holy place. Listen, God wants us to move. Praise God. I'm, I said I was finished. I'm, I'm fixing to serious. <laughs> God wants us to go forward. God don't want us to live 20 years in the back. Forgetting those things that are behind you, the Apostle Paul said, and press forward for the, the high calling of Marcus in Christ Jesus. Forgetting those things that are behind him, press forward for the, for the mark. Which is heaven. Hallelujah. That mark is Jesus. That mark is one day you're going to stand before the glory of God. I told Book the other day, ain't it going to be a great sound? Or I told Janet, when we're going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome to the joy of the Lord. And the minute you step over that line, you're with the Lord. Amen. Never ever to see sin and death anymore. Never to see destruction anymore. Never to see defeat and depression anymore. Never have to worry about sin anymore. That's the place I want to be. <laughs> That's the place I want to be. I want to be in the presence of God. <laughs> I want to make it. Hallelujah. I want to make it. I want to be with Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. And it all started with one man that said, you don't have to die in your sin. Jesus can save you. A preacher somewhere that stood up and gave God's word. Said, the Lord loves you. You don't have to die and God will forgive you. You don't have to walk in sin anymore. You don't have to walk in defeat anymore. God will wash every sin you've ever committed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. You can walk in victory. Listen, Yvette, you don't have to, you're not going to hell. Mom, you're not going to hell. All of y'all in here are not going to hell. Praise God. You know why? Because of the blood of Jesus, for the sacrifice he paid. One day you're going to step in glory, hallelujah, and the victory's going to be yours. You're never going to see death again. You're never going to see sickness and disease again. Everything else is going to be in the past, never to be remembered ever again. What a great hope. Hallelujah, what a great promise. What a great hope and a great promise that today, today, if we live for God, we'll walk into that kingdom, praise God, one day, and we're going to see the glory of God. We're going to be in the presence of God. Never, never to see death. Never to see defeat. Never to see sickness. Ever, ever, ever again. Oh, Brother Lenny, you're dreaming. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I want to be there. I don't care. Listen, if that's my dream, I'm, I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Hallelujah. I could go on. I'm going to stop. <laughs> oh, man, this is good. This is good. Hallelujah. Took me a little while to crank it up, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm riled up right now. <laughs> I'm riled up. <laughs> Let's stand up and praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We serve a good God. And he's reaching out to those. Lord, come play the piano for a few minutes. Let's just wait a few minutes, okay? Anybody in a hurry tonight? Just play something. Hallelujah. I'm going to do something tonight. I just want to open that altar tonight, praise God. Seriously, I, listen, you know where you're at with God, and you might be all saved and ready to go to heaven today. But there's some things we wrestle with sometimes, and we're trying to understand, and we feel like we do, we've been defeated. You don't have to be, okay? You don't have to. Hallelujah. You can come into the altar, and we're going to pray. You can pray. It's between you and God. I'm going to open these altars for a few minutes, Amen. Hallelujah, I feel his presence. I'm sorry, praise God. I just thank God for his Holy Ghost, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God, you're so good. God loves you. And you can come up here tonight just for a few minutes, praise God. You want to kneel at your chair, wherever. Hallelujah, we serve a good God. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, wickedness in high places. God meets us where we're at tonight, praise God. You're saved, some of you. You love God. You're going to heaven. Oh, but you, but you need the peace of God. <laughs> you need the peace of God. You need the hope and, and the faith and the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, touch my sister right now. God, move, God, in her. God, give her the peace that she seeks, God. The comfort of the Holy Ghost. God, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. For those that are listening, praise God, on the internet, we pray. Pray with us, hallelujah. God is moving, amen. He's reaching out to you. You that are struggling, there's forgiveness. You that are fighting battles, there's rest. Scriptures say, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest unto your soul. Let us not forget tonight, God. God, let us not forget. Oh, God. Trust my, bless my dear wife, Father God, who loves you. God, let the songs of praise and joy fill our heart. The comfort of the Holy Ghost. The peace of Christ. Touch my sister, Lord God. God, you see her heart to serve you. Move mightily, Lord God, in, our, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Oh, 
just take a few minutes, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Place time to sing, the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Lord, you seem so far away, a million miles or more, it feels today. My Lord, though I haven't lost my faith, I must confess right now, it's hard for me to pray. Because I don't know what to say And I don't know where to start But as you give the grace With all that's in my heart I will sing I will praise Even in my darkest hours through the sorrows and the pains, I will sing, I will praise, lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing, yes Lord, yes Jesus, yes Lord God. Yes, Lord. Lord, it's hard for me to see all the thoughts and plans you have for me. My Lord. My trust in you, knowing that you died to set me free. Yes, Lord. Because I don't know what to say. And I don't know where to start. But as you give the grace, with all that's in my heart, I will sing. I will praise. Even in my darkest hours, through the sorrows and the pain, I will sing, I will praise, lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing, I will praise. Lift my hands to honor you Because your word is true I will sing Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for tonight. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. Father, we thank you for tonight, Lord God. As we get ready to go home, Father, let's not forget what we heard tonight. Let us not forget your word, Father. 
Lord, teach us to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen.